Inspirational women are increasingly popular in the news and media, but many go unheard and their stories are never told. Women to Watch with Susan Rocco captures the stories of many women who truly make a difference. Women to Watch is the vehicle for developing new leaders, encouraging younger generations, and in building self-esteem for future entrepreneurs. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm thrilled to be back in the studio after uh, a couple weeks away. And I want to give a a quick shout out and a thank you to my associate producer, Edna Valentino, who uh, sat in for me last week. Um, I hope you'll be able to tune into her show uh, this week when you get a chance. Uh, Today, I have a woman joining us actually by phone uh, from Canada, and her name is Sandra Shapiro. Uh, Sandra is the president of Compassionate Beauty Franchise, which is an oncology boutique and spa, both in Calgary and Vancouver, uh, Canada. Sandra, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Well, thanks for having me. You know, I really love your story and, and the work that you're doing, and, and we're going to get into that, um, all about the business and, and your spa and the boutique. Uh, but I'd like to learn a little bit more about you, and I was wondering if you can talk for a few minutes about your hometown and a family life growing up. For sure. So I currently live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I've been here since I was in my early 20s. We're originally from Montreal. I grew up in a typical family where um, dad went to work. Dad didn't bring home any discussion about business. He had his wife who took care of the kids and we were three girls and given that we were girls, um, again, business wasn't a focus in our house. Um, We were just brought up to think that you get married, you have babies, and um, you then give yourself and volunteer to the schools and make your kids' world great. Sounds very traditional. (laughs) Very traditional. Yeah. Well, you know, I I, I know that you have always uh, had this entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, my next question was going to be, you know, where did you think that originated? And it's interesting to me that you grew up in such a traditional home, um, but yet you did aspire to have your own company. Where do you think that came from? Was it was it someone else, perhaps, uh, in school? You know, for me, entrepreneurship um, ended up as no option choice as far as paying my bills and taking care of my daughter. So I think that um, that it became a huge paradigm shift for me because no longer was I looking towards the picket fence for my life. I was all of a sudden looking at, did I need a limited partnership? Did I need a corporation? Um, What was my bank loan going to be like? So there was so much learning for me to do. And really, it all came to me from a really bad experience when my daughter got her first haircut. And as a mom, I just thought, I could do this so much better if I just respected the parents like this girl who's cutting my daughter's hair is not doing to me. If I can give the kids a fun environment, which this hair salon was not giving to me. Right, right. And that kind of became 
um, the aha moment and the growth of, okay, well, I've got to be a single mom. I've got responsibilities, and this might be the perfect marriage between paying my bills and still being able to take my daughter with me to work because she was the same age. So let's, for the listeners, um, you, you uh, started Beaner's Fun Cuts for Kids, but let's go back a, a bit and talk about how that came to be. What were you doing prior to opening that, um, that salon? Well, so that really is how I needed to open, right, is because all of a sudden I found myself divorced and single. Okay, okay. And what year was that, Sandra? That was in 1987. And uh, had you had any, you know, background or experience? None. None at all? None at all. None at all. So you really... My education was as a stockbroker, licensed um, in business. Mm -hmm. And what was I even thinking about going into a hair salon, except that... I just thought if I could do this better, then that was what it was currently being done for other kids and other parents, that I would have a successful model. And if I kept true to those two things, to being respectful to the parents and offering the kids a place where they could be kids, then ultimately the concept would work. Mm-hmm. That was a huge leap of faith to do that. Yes. It was a huge leap of faith that you took as a stockbroker to decide that there needed to be a better uh, hair salon for children. And, yeah, um, really. Well, yeah. So well, how did you go about doing that? Well, so what happened was when you're stuck with the reality that if I was going to be a stockbroker, I would have to be at work. Um, we're on the West Coast here, so very, very early. Our market's open. And I would not be available in case of my daughter being sick, in case of as she got older, um, any school plays or school days off. Or It would really be a very business-focused, time-focused job to, to be in the brokerage world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just knew I couldn't make that commitment to the career that it deserved because I was raising my daughter. Right. You know, a lot of women are faced with this very uh, same issue. You know, unfortunately, there there's a lot of uh, single moms out there, and yep. they are looking, you know, for that next phase in their life. How are they going to, you know, financially care for their children? Um, I, I want to talk about how many years did you then run uh, Beaner's Fun Cuts? Fifteen years. For 15 years. Okay. Yes. And... Um, it was a success, I assume. That's a long time. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, it was success on a couple of different levels. It um, it became well known in the community. We ended up putting um, six, eight others, six other locations in the neighboring um, areas. I think my greatest moment or one of my greatest moments was initially when a little boy came up to me and um, at a theater and he was saying that 
he's coming for his haircut, and he he had chosen the horse to have his haircut on it because that's what we had the little coin operated mall rides. And I thought, my God, they had this discussion about his haircut where they were going to sit. And I thought they're talking about beaners at home. This is good. This was <laughs> truly a great moment in my life. Now let me ask you: Did you have the um, the plans to franchise? the business right from the beginning or did you just kind of open one and then one led to another and so on? So when, um, when I started Beaners, I, I really did feel that it was an era when franchise companies was just really starting to blossom. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early nineties in Canada, we had all of a sudden influx of U S models. I know fantastic Sam's and, Supercuts and Magic Cuts. There were so many different companies coming in, and um, and modeling the franchise world. And that is ultimately what I wanted to do because people had kids all over, not just in my one little area. Right. <laughs> and it was an easy thing to grow exponentially because there were so many kids all around. So every little neighborhood could basically. Have a beaners. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, there were two very significant events um, in your life, I would say, that kind of mm-hmm. propelled you toward um, opening up Compassionate Beauty. And the first was a client that you had who uh, came in on a regular basis yes. um, with, her, with her child, I guess, and she had a reoccurrence uh, of ovarian cancer. Yes. And then your best your best friend Louise um developed cervical cancer. And yes. you know when I read that about your story, many of us know and love people who um uh, have cancer unfortunately. Yeah. And I I'm wondering what it was that really moved you to to take action. Um and not just kind of, you know, you were you were running a successful business and it would have been easier to kind of continue to do that and help um, help these women, you know, in other ways. Yeah. Um, what was it that, you know, just kind of jump-started you to do it? Sure. I think it's a great question because you're absolutely right. How often as women do we say, wow, I thought of that, I didn't do it? Mm-hmm. And, and what really takes us to that place that says, okay, get off the fence? So when Gia did come into my store and, and ask me if I would shave her head, because um, she didn't know where else to go. And we had developed this friendship because um, she had four kids that were coming to the store. And, and I said, of course I would. And while I dimmed the lights, I sort of thought, boy, this is so awful. And where else could she have gone, wanted to go? And, and one day I thought, I really want to do something to help women uh, who are dealing with this. But you're right, I still didn't get off the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, two years later, after I sold Beaners, um, my best friend Louise had a reoccurrence of cervical cancer. And, um, and as I spent the last year of her life, we talked so often about the things that weren't available to her. So I did have the contacts to get her a wig and the knowledge, right? But so many people wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, And I had to do that separately because the wig stores didn't have what I wanted her to have. 
she wanted um, services that she was used to. So she was used to getting massage. Her massage therapist no longer wanted to to treat her. Her esthetician, although was welcoming her back, she wasn't comfortable laying there with a bald head exposed. So it was all those steps that sort of put the pieces of the puzzle that now embody compassionate beauty under one roof. Mm -hmm. And yet still there was this point to me that was still sitting on the fence. And ultimately when I, um, I had surgery on my face because I had cancer in my cheek, I sort of said, okay, well, about, about as clear as the stitches on your face on to what you have to do. And I guess that was my biggest shove off the fence. Um, and I went out and I leased some space and I got some contractors and I built this compassionate beauty. Now, I, I, I didn't realize you sold, um, you sold your, the Beaners business prior to, you know, a couple of years prior to, to uh, founding Compassionate Beauty. And was that, at that time, was that something you did and you, you would have been able to, you know, retire? I think that every business um, has its lifeline or the course that it runs, whether it be for the clients or for the founder. And for me, Beaners was a great love for me at a time in my life when the business matched my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. My daughter was three. The kids we had at Beaners were very young. Fifteen years later, my daughter is now 18, going into high school, it's a different shift in a mom's brain as well once we're done that little stage. So I think it all evolved, and all of a sudden it was time to um, sell out of one and regroup and plan the next. It seems to me as though you were actually looking, um, you know, for that next phase of your life Absolutely. as well. Because she, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went back and I did some stock trading and some option trading, and I really felt the, the void in my life for the connection to women, to people, to being part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, I think it's just the universe kept pushing me. I had to do my learning in my first business. I had to to really get that I work best helping others. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think, like, even the point of the void or the loneliness in my day-to-day had to be part of my journey to be able to come full circle and say, okay, I know exactly where and what I should be doing to fulfill me. And that's, you know, that's such a great realization, um, Sandra, because really if, you know, if you can be doing, um, running a business, but also at the same time helping other people and you have that desire, that's really the, you know, the ultimate, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think only when you have the passion for what you do, mm-hmm. do all the sleepless nights and all the growing pains make sense, right? Because I, I see so many people that start businesses without that real love for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, how do you do it when, 
things are rough or you hit a bump or, you know, what really carries you through. Because I know for me, as often as I've said, I want to throw my hands up and get out or this is hard or this is whatever, another client is there to hold me up and say, are you kidding me? We need you. We need you. You can't leave. Right. You know, that... You know, I, I think about how hard it must be on a day-to-day basis. I mean, women going through cancer treatment, um, receiving the diagnosis, that's a very heavy topic. And when the women come into your boutique, there must, you know, those of us who are healthy, you know, have fear, you know, day-to-day, just regular stresses yeah. of the world. These women have some very serious fears, and I'm sure it revolves a great deal around their own families and you know their future what's what's going to happen to them as well as their families and i'm wondering how you handle that emotional piece when these women come in they're not just coming for a service i'm i'm sure there are a lot of discussions and strong bonds you know that build between you and your clients can you talk about that for a few minutes oh i would love to i would really love to because um Because what we have here, we have a ton of fear, for sure, for sure. Um, Our clients walk in and they have just, most of them have just been dealt with a pretty scary, life-changing word, and that's cancer, right? Right. Um, So we get to do a couple of things. We get to um, help them see that they could camouflage or they could still be them. We want to give them the tools to be moms, to pick up their kids from school and to not have any of the other kids know their business. And I think that's really empowering. Um, And I think that the other thing is that we're able as women to have empathy, compassion, without pity. And that's really what they're looking for, right? Exactly. A bond, a connection um, at a really scary, scary time. Right. And a hug that speaks volumes. Yeah. I think what we do is so huge. I think that anybody that gives of their heart and soul to another person in, in fear, it's pretty self-gratifying and really a really gift of the way we spend our days helping others. That's really wonderful. Um, Sandra, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about your time serving on the Canadian Cancer Society Board. We'll be right back. Thanks. Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments. Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes, 
Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one -on -one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty har har. We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the City of Light. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip, or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information. Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at InSourceNow.com to find the quality help you need. When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, wealth management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker, financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484-530-2806. Or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back to Women to Watch, everyone. I'm uh, speaking today with Sandra Shapiro. I'm here. Sandra? Sandra, are you there? Sandra? Sandra? Yes. Oh, we're back. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. 
Um, I'm just going to do a quick intro. Um, welcome back to the show, everyone. And I am here uh, on WWDB Talk 860, Women to Watch. And I'm speaking this afternoon with Sandra Shapiro. Uh, Sandra is the president of Compassionate Beauty Franchise. Uh, which is an oncology boutique and spa in Calgary and Vancouver, Canada. And um, before the break, Sandra, I mentioned to you um, that I wanted to talk a little bit about the time you spent on the Canadian Cancer Society Board, because I read that there were, there were a lot of things you learned about um, the, I guess, the cancer industry in general, some of the things that are strengths and some of the things that are weaknesses. Uh, when it comes to the care, cancer care for women. And uh, what what do you think is the most pressing issue that you saw um, that pertains to, to that for women? Women need so much more once they're diagnosed than, um, well, than a man. So at different times, right? Um, for a woman, their hair... Uh, you know, when we say, boy, I tell you, we're nothing when we have a bad hair day, there is so much truth and validity to who we are, what we are. Um, losing our breast is, can't be compared to a lot of other things. I mean, it's who we are. We are women. And I found that um, although we have lots of support groups, advocacy, um, research, we really need more services for women, resources out there that understand what women need and why women should have their own space. And that's sort of, again, what I felt that we wanted to offer women, which is also why we want to do this as a franchise and grow geographically just so more women have access to specialized boutiques. Right. You know, and what I think is so wonderful is all of these different services that you provide um, are are available in, in different places and at separate locations. Exactly. And how wonderful is it to go to one, you know, that's the last thing a woman needs to do when she's going through um, cancer treatment is the stress of, you know, traveling to one place to, to find a wig, traveling to another place for skin care. Um, and, and to have it all in one place where she sees the same women ag again over and over as well. Um, exactly. It seems like such a no-brainer. Right. You know, but but it, actually it is. And, and, you know, exactly what you said, we don't have the time, nor do we have the energy, mm -hmm. nor do we have the knowledge, because a good example is when we, you mentioned the wig it's not just the wig that's going to get them through chemotherapy hair loss. It's the caps, the scarves, the, the special shampoo for their scalps that's going to take away the itch, the pain. There is so much more than a wig. Wigs are not going to get them by, right? We're right. not going to wear a wig 24-7. Mm -hmm. And only the specialized places that understand all the different components that can put it all together. And that's what they lacked. So if a hair salon down the road had a little wig section, chances are that's all they had, right? Right, right. Um, and they need the knowledge of 
helping somebody going through cancer treatment as opposed to a woman experiences female pattern baldness and needing a top piece or a woman going through alopecia and having no hair. And they're all different and their needs are different. Besides the fact, add in a compromised immune system from chemotherapy and radiation, mm-hmm. that's a whole different you know, entity to, to ensure their safety. You know, Sandra, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that one of your clients um, who had been going for regular massage um, was then, you know, told that that they could no longer do that. Or I shouldn't say, you know, that the massage therapist felt uncomfortable. Why why was that? You know, there's there's truth and there's myth to the fact that you, um, once you have cancer, you shouldn't have a massage. And again, truth and myth. And there are different things that you shouldn't do and different things that you do as a massage therapist, dealing with people going through treatment and understanding what kind of tumors can be massaged or which ones need to be avoided. Mm-hmm. So there is this, this space that people just don't know, should I, shouldn't I? So, of course, um, being cautious, they just want to flag it and just say no. Yeah. And and that's understandable, I think, if you don't have totally. that medical knowledge. Totally. Yes. So our staff and our massage therapists have different training. So they're way more comfortable. And they're knowledgeable to what kind of massage is safe, what kind isn't. And I think that's, the, that's really what we bring to the table is the confidence that women should feel knowing that whatever... Whatever they need, it has been um, understood, researched, verified that it is safe and the products are appropriate and that they could feel comfortable walking in and knowing that they will be cared for properly. And when you say that, how, how, um, how do you go about uh, gaining all that knowledge? Do you, do you actually have you know, nurses and doctors uh, come to your centers and and educate, or is it something, you know, is research just something that you do on a regular basis on your own? It's a bunch of both. So it's starting the concept with the docs behind us, with the nurses, with the education, um, searching out the courses to send your therapist to that are uh, oncology-related, attending seminars, workshops for lymphedema, for, for the type of massage. Um, you know, when I opened, I did three different courses in, um, in wig cutting. It's out there, but you have to go find it. it you have to go find it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of information. And guess what? It's changing, too, every day. I'm sure you find... Um, you know, that you learn something um, that's important for, for the products and the services you're offering. And the next thing you know, there's a study out that says, that contradicts it. You're absolutely right. You're yeah. right. You know, but we're not as, as medically based, uh, drug based, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for us, we, we get away with that a little bit better. But you're right. It is constantly evolving, changing. A lot of the changes are really good. 
um, a lot of the positive things we see is women aren't as sick from treatment. Right. That's that's such a wonderful. Which is huge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes them more mobile. But it also changes their needs, right? They want to be out and about. They want to still look good. These women aren't hiding at home anymore, you know, for six months of treatment. They've got their good days. And when their days are good, they want to grab life. Right. Yes. So it's also a different sort of headspace for these women. Mm-hmm. And once you've had this frightening word put on you, you do change um, emotionally and intellectually that says, I want to be with my kids or I want to be with my partner. Or, mm-hmm. I want to do this. I don't want to stay home but I don't want everybody to stare at me. Right. So it's all these things that now change in them that we're happy to be able to work with them, to be able to get them out the door. Yeah. We want them out, outside in the world. Right, Liv- right. Living as normal, I guess, as, as possible. That's yes. really what they want. You know, Absolutely. When, when women walk into, the, you know, into your boutique and they all are probably suffering from different levels of cancer, different types, what, what is a common thread that you see amongst all of them? Something that, you know, kind of they all um, portray regardless of, of, of what they're going through. The need to still feel like themselves. So it's the fear of not being who they were before this diagnosis. Yeah. The fear of pity from too many people. Mm-hmm. And pity takes away a lot of people's power, right? So they want to be understood and acknowledged for where they are, but they don't want the pity, right? So I really think that the overarching theme for us is, I don't want to say Humpty Dumpty, but they want to be sort of put back together and go out so nobody knows their business. They want to have that control over, over themselves because cancer takes away so much control. So in here, they want to find it and to go back out. You know, and that you, makes sense? yes, it does. And I think there's a huge difference between um, compassion, which is a part of the name of your business, uh, mm-hmm. and pity. And you're yeah. right. You know, compassionate is really kind of understanding uh, a the person's needs, you know, the person who's in front of you, um, you know, without judgment or, and, uh, and pity is more kind of making a statement about, you know, where their life is. And, and if they're not feeling, yeah, they're not feeling that way. Right. Yeah. And, you know, with all the changes that you also talked about also comes a lot of hope for survivors, right? That's right. Pity goes against that. That's right. That's right. So they want to be empowered and get through this Mm -hmm. treatment so they can keep living. And I think that's part of what we do and what we have is, don't forget, a lot of women come to us as survivors. Just it's time for a pretty new bra. I'm going to Hawaii. I need a bathing suit. Mm -hmm. And we are just there place to go. There's no sadness. There's no anything. There's just, 
the thrill of shopping. We're women. Right, right. You know, that's so interesting. Yeah. therapy. I, you know, that's so wonderful to hear you say that, Sandra, because, uh, you know, it's nice to know that there's actually, you know, some joyful um, moments there um, in your boutique and, and at your business. And one of my questions always for women who are in businesses that, um, you know, can be heavy at times, you know, how do you yep. remain positive in your own life? Um, when you see the reality of, of you know, what can happen. Um, I, I love hearing that there are these, you know, that what you're doing is providing a place that, that women can come and feel some joyful moments. But how do you, um, you know, remain positive and, and driven in your work uh, when you do see what you see every day? The harsh reality is that some people do lose their battle with this horrific disease. And for us, the the return is when a husband calls and tells me that he lost his wife. Mm. But you should know that you really helped her or she really appreciated the things you did for her. Mm-hmm. So with the pain of the loss, it's the knowing that we helped a little bit. And we helped enough that this grieving man who just lost his life partner felt like calling that week and telling us. And that tells us we are so much more than a store mm-hmm. in people's lives. And that's what makes us go on. That that's that is incredible. Um, I I would imagine those phone calls are really life changing. Yeah. For you. For you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the cards of thanks and the different fundraisers that we attend. On the flip side, and we see our clients that we haven't seen in five eight years, and they are just beautiful. Yeah. As they were before. Yeah, that's terrific. Um, Sandra, we're going to take one last quick break. And okay. when we come back, I want to talk about the future plans for Compassionate Beauty as a franchise. Lovely. Okay, we'll be right back. Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments. Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes. Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty har har. We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? 
InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the City of Light. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information. When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, Wealth Management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker, financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484-530-2806 or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm joined today by Sandra Shapiro. Sandra is the president of Compassionate Beauty Franchise, um, a wonderful oncology boutique and spa in Canada. And um, I really want to learn more about what your your future plans are for the franchise and whether or not, you know, you might be looking to um, branch out of Canada and, and possibly into the U.S. and, and maybe even the East Coast here. Um, what, are, what are your plans for that? Well, first, thanks so much. <laughs> the East Coast. Yeah. We are excited to come to the States, obviously, um, for a couple reasons that I want to say. You, A, you've got way more population than we do. And your hospitals are really connected to understanding women's needs a little bit better than ours are. 
So we had the privilege of being in Cancer Treatment Centers of America when they opened in Phoenix in 2008, and we set up our um, oncology boutique and spa and showed them how how to incorporate it into the hospitals and the patients' lives. So, um, so in our minds, we are there, mm-hmm. and um, and we understand the the differences and the nuances of being in the states. Do we plan a full blown intro in? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, our documents are all done, and we are ready to go. For us, I would be more um, open to doing a larger um, deal as opposed to individual uh, units because that would just be too hard, you know, for Amy to run and for the franchisees to get the benefits. So I'd rather do a whole state as opposed to, you know, one here, one there. And individual use single units. Yeah. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about what the logistics of that is? In other words, if, if you know, if, if someone's listening, um, and and there could very well be someone listening who um, loves what you're doing, and is it a stage in their life where they're looking to to start a business? What would it entail? So, what a beautiful venue you've given me with your show, just to attract all these professional women mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right aren't we aren't most of us at this place that we as we get older we certainly seem to look for something to give back and have a little different lifestyle and, and good balance That's so I'm, I'm so excited to share that with your listeners I think that what we would look for is somebody a professional um, that understands business marketing as well as the journey of cancer Mm. because that to me is the secret ingredient that really gets our brand promise across to each client our brand promise is something that for us speaks volumes and it is to care for you as if you were our brother our mother our sister or best friend Um, So, again, I would want somebody that's looking to open the eastern state of, help me there in my geography. Well, we're we're here in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So to be able to undertake a quadrant of the states and to be open to getting four or six stores going. And then really benefit from the brand. Wow! And can is can you talk about the the investment of that, or you know, just a general idea? Um, I know that you have, you know, you 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 started your first, and then um, opened up. I believe the second was in Vancouver. Yeah, and now the third is opening also in British Columbia. Okay, terrific. And then we have another one opening in Ontario. So um, I guess, is, is there a business model, Sandra, you know, that I guess there would be, you know, with any franchise? Course. Yes, of course. yes. Of course. So the model would include the layout, the building, the fixturing, the components to the business, mm-hmm. um, the manuals to run it, the medical marketing that's needed, um, the HR. All of it is kind of put together, obviously, as most franchises are. 
mm-hmm. in a package that allows you to come for the love of the concept right? without having to go back to university yeah, and yeah. research it all and do the learning curve of the nine years that we've been doing it, right? Right. So there are franchise fees, and that's thirty-five dollars to $45,000. Mm-hmm. And then the cost of opening an individual location is anywhere between two and four hundred thousand, depending on the cost of the lease build out. Okay. So if one space is cheaper, then obviously the the cost is way lower. Right. Right. Um, you know, Sandra, you seem to me to be very humble in what you have accomplished, and you know, when I think about your story and what you're doing. Um, I really think it took a lot of guts and courage and and you did something without, you know, this years of educational um, experience and, and knowledge. Tell me um, what you here. Here's a question I have. What what do you learn from your clients uh, or maybe what's one thing that that stands out for you that you have learned from from a woman who has walked into your boutique? never judge somebody else yeah you just don't know where they are what's happened in their world and you just don't know yeah that is very true that is don't know no and if i do my job really well then you really shouldn't know right (laughs) Right? that's exactly right and you don't know all the pain and suffering that's brought her it's brought any of us Mm mm-hmm I mean, there's so few idyllic stories anymore at a certain age. Life is tough. Yeah. Life is is really tough. That's right. And I think we are tested more times than we care. Right. To have happen. and, and, And that is it. I mean, we all have so much inner strength and courage. Yeah, it's very true. Tell me, tell me what bit of advice you would give to someone who's listening that um, perhaps wants to start their own business. You know, it might not be uh, in a field that, that you're in, any business. Um, For sure. Yeah. I love that. If, if I might, I would say to be quiet inside and wait for it to come to you. Mm. So instead of looking for something, wait and it will find you. It will find you like, and, and things that happen today might be the stepping stone for something amazing tomorrow. So I think you have to treat every opportunity with what it might be as a stone for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I feel, um, I feel like compassionate beauty wouldn't have been able to be had I not been a single mom had I not started at Beaners with a bank loan for Mm -hmm. $18,000 for all the different learnings along the way. And, um, but I also know that once it came to me, there was no talking me out of this store. And I knew it to the bottom of my soul that this is what I wanted to do. And I was going to make it make sense, even if it didn't make sense. And I think it's that kind of passion and commitment that you need to bring to your idea, your concept to make it to make it go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, um, 
listening and kind of giving thought and letting things come to you. I think that's so key. Um, You noticed, you know, there were signs coming to you. And if we're not paying attention, we miss things every day. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, the old adage that says there's no coincidences in life. Right. Things are really there for a reason. And when, when I decided to do Compassionate Beauty for Louise, and I made that decision in November. In December, I bought, I, I found the location. In January, we started to build. And, and when the first day my contractor told me I could open for business happened to have been Louise's birthday. Right. There was no doubt that right. Louise was here. That's a, me. yes, I love that. That's a huge sign. So May 2nd, 2005, right? Yeah. On her birthday. So we have to appreciate the signs and not say, wow, what a coincidence. No. It's just the thing that told me you're right where you need to be today. Yeah. So, I don't know, have confidence in it. Have yeah. confidence in the signs and life is is going to help you find where you want to need to be. Right. And and there will be, you know, failures and setbacks and, you know, it doesn't it doesn't just fall into place. So, I think, you know, it's probably important as well to be able to roll with um, you know, the days that aren't so glorious. Absolutely. And yeah. there's tons of tests along the way, but I still think that through it all, I never lost my resolve to keep the store open. So I really knew it was for me. Yeah. Um, Sandra, do you have plans to do, in addition to, uh, you know, the business and running the business, do you have any aspirations to be involved in, uh, the research and, and funding and, um, you know, uh, progress in the cancer field? I love the cancer field. I want to help any which way I can, but I am staying true to my focus, and my focus is in the resources and services to get these women through mm-hmm. what the other side is doing. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. You know, if you sometimes we can spread ourselves way too thin and then we lose sight of, um, you know, what it was we wanted to do in the beginning. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I'm absolutely. And then we give nothing to anything, right? Then nothing, nothing gets any benefit from us if we're too thin. So I'm just going to keep focusing on what we do and get better products and better services and and hope for the day that they cure this disease and we can close the doors with a smile on our face. Yes, oh, that's because a wonderful, yeah, that's a wonderful. Our first promotional marketing piece said, unfortunately, we're open. And to the day I close it, it will always be my forefront message. It's so unfortunate that cancer needs its own store. Yeah, that's so true. Um, you know, in the few minutes we have left, Sandra, I just, it's, I think it's important for the listeners to, to understand specifically the services. And uh, I guess, number one, uh, if, if you're not living in Canada and able to come to your boutique, uh, I know that you have a website. And I believe that there are opportunities to, to purchase some things on your website. Is that right for women going through treatment in other areas? Yeah, so our website is obviously www.compassionatebeauty.com. Mm-hmm. Um, on there, you'll find a breakdown of all the different little businesses that we have under one roof. So anything post-breast cancer surgery, mm-hmm. 
anything during chemotherapy hair loss related. Right. Oncology massage, lymphedema, um, areola tattooing, and uh, aesthetics. And and resources as well, right? There's lots of different resources there for, um, you know, whatever it is that their needs are. If they're looking for organizations or support. um, Yeah, you have a wonderful list there. Thank you. Thank you. Sandra, I really I wish you continued success and you know I hope that if you are come if you come to the Philadelphia area, you know, looking uh, to expand that uh, we'll be able to meet in person. I look forward to it. And I thank you so much for reaching out and making this opportunity for me and and for women out there. Yep, you're more than welcome. Thanks so much, Sandra. Thank you. And that's it. Everyone, for this week of Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. And again, my name is Sue Rocco. Um, If you'd like information on on what we're doing, feel free to reach out to our website, which is womentowatch.net. That's women, the number two, watch.net. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much.